0: Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Our Bible study is going to be about what Jesus says about grace. Our scripture reading today comes from Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. I know many of you are very familiar with this, but we're going to read it. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Grace is a central theme in the teaching of Jesus. He emphasizes the importance of receiving God's grace and extending it to others. We'll explore some key examples of what Jesus says about grace, But let's first understand what grace is. According to the Bible and Bible commentators, grace is a term that refers to the unmerited favor and kindness of God toward humankind. It is an expression of God's love and mercy, which is freely given to us despite our unworthiness and sinfulness. In other words, grace is a gift that we receive from God, not because we have earned it or deserve it, but purely out of God's goodness and compassion. The concept of grace is central to the Christian faith and is emphasized throughout the Bible, especially in the New Testament. In the book of Ephesians, for example, we just read this, what Paul said. And he says that grace, by grace, you have been saved. Through how? Through faith. And that it's not of yourselves. Who is it then? It's a gift from God. This passage emphasizes that salvation is a gift that is received by faith and not by works or merit. You don't buy your way into heaven. Bible commentators also noted that grace is closely connected to other important biblical concepts such as forgiveness, redemption, and reconciliation. Through grace we are forgiven of our sins and reconciled to God who restores our relationship with Him. Grace is also seen as a source of strength and power for believers, enabling us to live according to God's will and overcome sin and temptation. His grace allows this to happen for us. So it really has power, just like we talked about last week about love. Love is powerful. It's a powerful tool. Grace for sinners. Here's an important piece that he talks about. One of the most significant messages that Jesus proclaims is that grace is available to all, regardless of their past mistakes or sins. I love it when Jesus says we are lost. He doesn't condemn us, he seeks to find us. When Jesus refers to people as lost rather than sinners, it is because the term lost highlights the idea that people are wandering aimlessly and without direction rather than simply committing individual sins. By using this term, Jesus emphasizes the idea that people are in need of a savior to guide them back onto the path of righteousness. Furthermore, the term sinners can be seen as somewhat judgmental and confrontational, implying that people are purposely doing wrong and need to be called out for their behavior. Not that don't get me wrong, not that some people don't do wrong intentionally. But in contrast, the term lost is more compassionate and understanding, acknowledging that people may be struggling with sin and need help finding their way back to God. There are three lost things that Jesus talks about in the Bible. The lost coin in Luke 15, the lost sheep in Matthew 18, and the lost son in Luke 15. Let's talk about the parable of the lost coin and how grace is intertwined with this story and it's three short verses so it's worth reading. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The meaning behind this parable is that God rejoices when even one person turns to Him and repents of their sin. The woman in this story represents God and the lost coin represents a sinner who has strayed away from God. Just as the woman diligently searched for her lost coin God actively seeks out those who are lost and desires for them to be found and saved. The story about the prodigal son in Luke 15, through 32 is great. Jesus tells the parable of this prodigal son which illustrates the depth and the breadth of God's grace. The son who had squandered his inheritance and lived a life of sin, returns home to his father who welcomes him back with open arms. This parable shows that no matter how far we may have strayed away from God and want to come back, His grace is always available to us when we turn back to Him. In Matthew 9 verses 9-13, through 13, Jesus calls Matthew, a tax collector, to be one of His disciples. The religious leaders of the day criticized Jesus for associating with tax collectors and sinners, but Jesus responds, by saying, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I find it interesting that Jesus uses the analogy of the sick versus the healthy people who need the doctor. After all, Jesus is the great physician. This shows that Jesus came to offer grace and forgiveness to those who recognize their need for it. Matthew recognized it. And yet, he was despised by the people because he was a tax collector. No one liked tax collector back in those days. And I'm not sure they're too well liked (laughs) today. Grace for the unworthy. Here's another one. It's another important aspect of Jesus' message of grace is that it is available to all, regardless of their status or worthiness. In Luke 7, verse 36 through 50, Jesus is invited to the home of a Pharisee named Simon. While he is there, a woman is known to be a sinner, comes in and washes Jesus' feet with her tears and perfume. Simon is critical of her actions, but Simon responds by saying, Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. This shows that even those who are considered unworthy by society can receive God's grace. Mother Teresa was known for being gracious. One example of Mother Teresa's graciousness was her tireless work in serving the poor and the sick in Calcutta, India. Despite facing the numerous challenges and obstacles, including poverty and disease, Mother Teresa remained committed to her mission of providing love and compassion to those in need. One story that illustrates her kind-heartedness is the time when she helped a dying man who had been abandoned on the street. Despite his illness, she brought him into her home and cared for him until he passed away. This story is a great story, one of many that can be found in her book called Mother Teresa Came By My Light, which is a collection of her personal letters. I encourage you to pick the book up and your heart will be touched. The other thing is that Jesus really believes in grace for all. Jesus emphasizes that God's grace is available to all regardless of the background or circumstances. In Matthew 22 verses 1 through 14, Jesus tells the parable of the wedding banquet in which a king invites guests to his son's wedding feast. When the first guests refuse to come, the king invites anyone who will come, both good and bad. What this really illustrates, it shows that God's grace is not limited to a select few, but is offered to all who accepted his invitation. Queen Elizabeth II has been recognized for her graciousness to people of all backgrounds, regardless of their socioeconomic status. She has often been praised for her kindness and compassion towards those who are less fortunate and is known for her dedication to charitable causes. In her public appearance, the Queen has always shown respect and consideration for people from all walks of life. She has made it a point to visit hospitals, schools, and other community organizations where she has interacted with people of all ages and backgrounds. Her kindness and warmth towards those she meets has really endeared her to many people around the world and has made her a respected and beloved figure. his teaching, Jesus emphasizes the importance of receiving and extending God's grace. He shows that no matter how far we may have strayed from God, His grace is always available to us when we turn back to Him. He always shows that God's grace is not limited to a select few, but is offered to all who accept His invitation. As we seek to follow His footsteps and we extend grace and love to those around us, just as He has extended it. Grace is receiving something we don't deserve. Are we graceful? And I'm not talking about dancing around the issues. Sometimes we view people who are asking for money as beggars who don't deserve it. We'll say things like, well, they need to go find a job or tell them to go get lost. That's not grace. It's not that we don't have lazy people, but are we thinking with graciousness to recognize how we can apply grace to them? You know, in my life, uh, from personal experience, I really believe that I have experienced God's miracles in my life, I've experienced His grace, I've experienced His mercy, and I've experienced His love in my life. All simultaneously, through individual episodes, I can experience all these things. The, the miracle, the grace, and the mercy in His love. Especially during my time as a police officer or working undercover, buying drugs and bombs from people on the street. When I look back on that, I think, how crazy is that? But I'll recall with you, uh, I'll make a very long story short. On November 7th, 1977, at one o seven a.m., at Poudre Valley Hospital on the fifth floor. I was confronted with a man with a gun who pointed directly at me and I knew the gun was loaded. I could see the bullets in the cylinder and I could actually see his hand starting to squeeze the trigger. And at the same time, I was telling him to drop the gun or I would shoot. I had no choice. It was a matter of survival. I did have to fire my weapon. Thank goodness the man didn't die And I think he had a second chance in life to maybe reconcile his life with Christ. I don't know if he did. I'm just saying he certainly had an opportunity. And at the same time, when this happened, God put a miracle in my life by saving my life. And he gave me grace, a gift that I didn't deserve. And he showed me mercy. He understood the position I was in and the danger that I was in. And because of this, he stepped in with all his love around me and protected me. Things like this don't go unnoticed in my life, and they can't because they are God's love miraculously unfolded through grace. Being a police officer isn't an easy job, but God will protect you no matter what your position is in life. You have a blessed day.